What's up, guys? What is going on? I am Paul. This is Pauline Theology. Glad you're back. Glad you're listening. Whatever time it is, whether it's morning, noon, or night, we are excited because uh, we're on a, an, another phase, man. Another phase as we read through the scriptures, man. It's always exciting to read the scriptures, though, ain't it? I mean, picking up God's word and learning something about him or ourselves or just something interesting that goes on in the Bible. I think that's just great. I think that's awesome. And I hope that as we've been doing this, that it fuels you to have a passion for who God is, because that is why we read the scriptures. It is not to be better people, though that will be a result, but it's to know our God better, to know our Father better, to know our Lord better. And as we know him better, then we live better. And I think that's the thing, trusting in him more then we begin to do things that we could have never even imagined, all because of his glory. So check it out, man. And if you're enjoying these, uh, go ahead and hit me up with a subscribe or a like. If it's on YouTube, if you're checking this out on um, if you're checking this out on our various podcasts, uh, man, go ahead and submit a a, um, a review, man. Give me give me five stars, six stars or how many stars. And uh, if you're really enjoying this content, content and you want to help um, support us in our ministry, check out trustinjesus.com, trustinjesusministries.com and go to support us, man. And you can donate there monthly or a one-time donation, man. And we would very much appreciate it because that money helps support us as we do these um, podcasts, as we do uh, some blogs, as we go and uh, share the gospel to people who are in the nomadic lifestyle, and as, as we help disciple those people and hold chapel services, it uh, does a lot, and it is very appreciative for you guys when you guys uh, support. So do that if you, if God lays it upon your heart. So thank you so much again for that, and let's go ahead and jump into the scriptures. So today we are on Genesis chapter 23. We are on um, uh, the death of Sarah. Well, technically, the burial of Sarah, because uh, she dies at the very beginning, but the whole the whole story is about trying to get a plot of land for her. But I don't want to spoil it for you. I'm, I'm a, well, let's talk a little bit about what happened before, and then we'll jump into it. So if you haven't read, go ahead and read chapter 23. Stop the tape now. Check it out. See what it has to say. Come back, and we'll answer the four questions. And if you have already read Genesis 23, then let's jump into it. So we have the saga of Abraham. We had Abraham. Uh, we had that that lineage a little bit of his brother um, Abraham being told that his brother had these children because we're setting up Isaac and his uh, and his uh, marriage between them as we move to the story of the next patriarch Isaac. And so, in, in that fashion, we are now about to see the end. For Sarah, another piece and part of Abraham's life and what happens to her. So let's uh, jump in. What happens, man? What does the scripture say? What is the words actually saying? Well, uh, it uh, talks about the death of Sarah at 127. She dies. And then it says that Abraham mourns for his wife. He cries out for her. Man, it's that's it's a sad event, man. If you think about it, it's like a lot of things. Now it's not boom, 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 back to back to back to back. But if you think about it, a lot of things are going on that are very saddening and and disheartening for Abraham. The loss of Ishmael, and then thinking he might have the loss of Isaac, 
and now the loss of his wife, Sarah. So he's he's been having some crushing moments um, that are going on. And, and uh, one thing I didn't mention is that in um, Hebrew uh, understanding or Judaism, the the thought of his son Isaac as they were doing the akeda or the sacrifice is that um, that uh, uh, Isaac may have been around thirty three, around thirty thirty seven, somewhere around that age, and they get that from the death of Sarah, from her being one twenty seven, and so uh, if you think about the fact that that. Isaac was 30 when these things took place. That's even more um, crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? To think about as his son has been, was allowed himself to be bound, especially by old man. You know what I'm saying? Abraham, old, old, old. Now, that's just what uh, Judaism thinks about that particular age. Um, that's conjecture. I, I don't know if that's true or not, but just thinking about it in the aspects gives you another perspective of uh, the, the the dynamic between son and father and that sacrifice as God or as uh, Abraham was faithful to God to give up the most precious thing to him. But Sarah dies at, at 127. Uh, Abraham mourns. He's, he's sad and he's brokenhearted for this. And after that, he goes and he looks for a, uh, a plot of land. And the land that he looks at is in, in the land of Canaan. And, and um, it says that uh, particularly because this is where Abraham wants to buy the plot of land. And where he buys the plot of land is where God promised for him to be, to have land, for that land to be. And so that's a, that's an important aspect that we'll talk about in a little bit. But as he does that, he says he goes to the, the Hittites and he asks them uh, for a plot of land to bury his dead. And they say, hey, you're a man blessed of God. Or uh, it says like, uh, you're a prince of God or maybe a great prince. But uh, the word is Elohim. And the reason I, I just bring that up is because some translate Elohim as what is called an, I almost said an expletive, but that's not, that's not the word. The word is a... Um, uh, where you make something greater. You say great, greater, greatest. I can't even think of the word, man. If you know it, put in the comments, let me know. But it is that it could be used as that word, but it also means God. And so it could either be a great prince or a prince of God. And I believe here it's a prince of God because it seems like everybody is hearing about or partaking uh, in either the blessings or the cursings of what's going on with Abraham. They know that God is with him. And so I believe that's what's happening as uh, Abraham speaks with them, saying that he's a, a a foreigner and a sojourner in their land. And things might be going good with them because of that. And so they say, you're a prince of God among us. And they know the power of God that is with him. And so they say, man, get any plot of land that we have, you can have it. And they're at the city gates here. Uh, the reason I mention that is because that's where all transactions take place. And uh, there's about to be a transaction that's going to take place. And uh, it's going to be before all the people so that everyone can hear. And so Abraham says, man, I, I want this plot of land that's on the edge of the field of this guy named um, 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 Oh, my goodness. I'm trying to think of the guy's name. It's on the edge of the field 
of this this guy named uh uh Ephraim. Whew, man, I'm tripping, man. I should remember that. I'm sorry about that, guys. But yeah, he says on the edge of this land of this guy named Ephraim. And he said, and so Ephraim speaks up at the gate. He's present among them. It says that he's present among them. And he says that uh no. He says, but I will give you that and everything on that field, like the the trees and the, the field and the area. It says, I will give to you, and it says for you to bury your dead. And then Abraham's like, yeah, that's good. I, I, will, I will do that, man. I'll, I'll take all that land. He says, uh, whatever the cost is in full, I'll do it. And the guy said, man, it's only uh, 600 shekels. Purchase it, and it's yours. And Abraham bows before him, says, uh, in respect and in deference. And he says, yes, that's what I'll do. I'll take it. And so he got the field. And he got the, uh, the he got the plot of land, the trees, the field, and he also got the tomb that came with it. And then um, with getting that field, he offered up, weighed up the shekels in front of everybody, where everybody can hear and everybody can know what's going on, so there won't be any kind of misrepresentation or treating that's that's going among them. And. It says then that Abraham, he he buried his dead. It says that he uh, uh, buried Sarah, bought the land, and then now has the land. Um, and, and he said that he dwelled in that land of the land of the, the Hittites. And the cave that he got with the burial, he kept that for them. So this is, uh, this is, is pretty awesome here. What's going on is that Abraham is buying this land. Uh, he, he bought the land and he's able to bury his wife there. And because he is so uh, prominent in the community, even as a, he, he calls himself this, a sojourner and a foreigner amongst them, yet they have enough respect for him to say that he could have any plot of land. And they were wanting to give it to them just to give it. But but Abraham not wanting to indebt himself as earlier when we talked about the kings that wanted to give him things. Uh, the king of Sodom wanted to give him these things. He says that uh, he did, did he didn't want to indebt himself in those people and said he's going to pay him full the price of this uh, uh, purchased land. And so we, we find that uh, Abraham is still trying to do the right thing, even after all these years being uh, uh, faithful and being what God had told him to do, which is to walk before him in righteousness and truth. So what is this saying about God? Well, I believe uh, that it's saying that God is faithful to his promise. So the thing is, is that, that God is actually giving him the land the, the first fruits of the land that he promised to him. So we, we've got that uh, the blessings that's coming upon people and the curses that's coming upon people. That's one thing God promised and it is happening. Second, we've got the, um, the son that God has given him from Sarah, whom the, the, the uh, promise will be through. He's given that to him. And now he is uh, uh, starting to give the land which he promised with this portion, not only of just not only of just a burial plot land or not only just of a uh, of a tomb, but also land. So he's been deeded land. 
And so God is being faithful to that promise. We're seeing the promises of God being fulfilled. And second, uh, I, I believe, is that God wants to be present with his people. And that's in the fact that these Hittites or, or these these sons of Hith have seen Abraham in some way to recognize that he is a prince of God, that he is, uh, the, the word for prince of God, it could also be an idiom for chosen of God. He is an elect of God. And so they realize that there is, that he is special, that something is special. It's because God wants to reside with his people. So what's this say about man? I think that it says that we need to believe the promises of God. So Abraham is trusting in the fact that God has said this is going to be where his people will reside forever. And so to make uh, good on that, he, he buries his wife there. And not only him, but he plans to bury himself there. So Abraham's like, man, I want my bones to be where the, the, the people of my lineage, where God promised that we would dwell, will be. And so he is believing in the promise of God by placing his wife's burial, uh, uh, placing his wife's tomb in that place. But I think also what it says about man is that we are active participators in accomplishing God's plan on this earth. You see, God is faithful to give him the first fruits of his promise because Abraham is believing in that promise that God has made and actively moving towards it. You see, and in that manner, it means that Abraham is now not just a passive uh, receiver of promises, which I'm sure he is, is happy to be, but he is also an active participator. Like God is allowing him because early he didn't allow him to do it. He's like, man, you can't do it because you, you ain't got nothing in your loins. You're, you're good as dead. Your wife can't do it. She She's barren. She's gone. But now he's actively allowing Abraham to participate in the blessings that he's going to receive, his family is going to receive, and the entire nations will receive. Man, that's beautiful and that's wonderful. How can we apply these truths to our lives? Well, I think that we should um, rest in the faithfulness of God. So just think about it right now, man. Just just rest in that, man. Remember the faithfulness, how faithful God has been to you. Remember how faithful God has been to the patriarchs and, and see how God has moved in their lives and still maintains his faithfulness by allowing the promises to occur despite all of the things that they were trying to goof up with. Man, rest in that. Take that and be and find joy in that. And then second, take joy in the fact that God is not just uh, uh, doing all these things for us and in us. I just heard this the other day. Not doing these things just for us and in us, which is amazing. He's doing this for us, working things for us, and he's working things in us. But he's working things through us. Man, we get to be active participators. We get to be a part of the recreation of the universe. And if that don't make you happy, man, man, you got to get back in that word. I appreciate you guys for listening, and I will see you in the next episode.